Well, we've been talking in recent weeks about love. About all the ways that uh, God has filled our lives with His love. And that if we seek His help, we can share His love with other people. And we've talked about five love languages. A book written 20 years ago that's still relevant and helpful today. And that's, of course, based in the timeless word of God. God's love is patient and kind. It is gentle. It always persists till the end. It never gives up. doesn't keep any record of wrong. isn't happy when bad things happen. I love, uh, I think it's the Phillips translation. It says, uh, instead of groveling, it revels in the truth. I love that. But how does that love uh, affect our relationship with God? How do we show our love back to Him? Jesus said in Luke chapter 10, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and with all your strength. That's the first and greatest commandment. The second is to love your neighbor as yourself. And so that part, loving our neighbor as ourselves, is something we're about to do as we go to serve our city. But loving the Lord with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, that's a huge challenge. And I got thinking about, and if you remember two or three weeks ago, I said for, you know, uh, extra points, a little uh, personal study, we should think about how the five love languages are best expressed to God. And in just a few minutes this morning, I'd like us to all think about that. To love God back with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. The first love language we discussed was words of affirmation. Psalm 113 says, Let the name of the Lord be praised both now and forever. From the rising of the sun to the place where it sets, the name of the Lord is to be praised both now and forever. Why does God want us to praise Him? You know, because He's somehow insecure? Uh, Because He's an egomaniac? No, because He's worthy of our praise. Uh, are, are there any sports fans in the house? Anybody, anybody cheer for the Spartans? Anybody? Uh, <laughs> now, why do you cheer for the Spartans? Come on. Be, you know, when they do well, when the team wins, when they're at their best, they deserve it, right? <laughs> I think they do. All right. Anybody cheer for the other team? You know, the maize and blue and all those guys? All right. <laughs> I'm not trying to start any trouble here, okay? Uh, but, uh, you know, when they are at their best, right? When, they have, when their new coach coaches them up, you know, Coach Harbaugh gets in the, in the groove, uh, we, we give them applause, we give them cheers, we, we acclaim them, we applaud them. How much more does God deserve our praise, right? He deserves it because of who He is, because of His character, because of His nature, because of all He's done. And so, you know, as a pastor, one of the things I find interesting is praying with other people from time to time. And I'll say, let's pray prayers, prayers of adoration and praise. And it gets a little quiet. I'm like, you know, like just tell God that you love him and tell, you, tell him why you love him. And it's like, oh, that's not something I do a lot. You know, I ask God for things. I thank God for things. But I don't spend a lot of time 
loving him back, giving him praise, acclaiming his character. So I want to challenge you today to love God with words of affirmation, to stretch yourself, to challenge yourself, to say, Lord, why do I love God? I'd write it out. I'd write it down, write a paragraph. I love you. I worship you, God, because there is no God like you. Because you are eternal and changeless. Because you are loving and good and gracious and kind. Because you've revealed yourself in Jesus. And there's nobody like Jesus, right? Let me try that again. There's nobody like Jesus, right? Right. Nobody like Jesus. Nobody like Jesus. And so, you know, we allow that to get, a, to get going, to get flowing from our heart. I think I've challenged you before to use the alphabet, you know, as an instrument of praise, to go through the letters of the alphabet. One of the things I find is I've done that often enough that it's pretty easy. I can just throw out a word here and a word there, and before long I'm just going through a list. So what I challenge myself to do is pick one letter and go deep. Like go till I've exhausted the obvious words and then think about some of the less obvious ones, you know. You know, I, I know God is mighty, and majestic he is merciful what else give me an m word he is marvelous he's miraculous he is magnificent he is he is magnanimous you know and then you start going there and you start thinking and you think oh yeah that's another aspect so uh, i'd like you just to say out loud with me right now god i love you God, I worship you. There is no God like you. You are mighty. You are majestic. You are marvelous. You are magnanimous. <laughs> and then you add a few of your own, okay? Add a few of your own. Add a few of your own. Use words to worship and love God back. We also talked about the love language of gifts. The Bible speaks repeatedly about how much God has given us and how we give back to him. I will bring a gift and offer a sacrifice to you, O Lord. I will praise your name because you are what? So let's read it together again from the beginning. I will bring a gift and offer a sacrifice to you, Lord. I will praise your name because you are because you are good. Uh, somebody told me a long time ago, the offering is to keep church from being sentimental. It is the drain plug to our greed. It is the most practical way we take some of our stuff and give it back to God. Because love is easy to say, but it's harder to do. And especially when it costs us something. And so we've prayed over the years as we've grown in Christ. And when the offering time comes in the service, we want to see it as something we get to do, not something we have to do. Um, as, a, as a couple, a few years ago, we said, you know, we, we'd like to bring something every week. Not everybody does. Most people give when they get paid, you know, that following week. But we wanted to just make it a joyful act of worship and service to God. I get to give back to you, Lord. And the most important gift is my life, right? 
Give your life a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. In light of who God is, what else could you do? But give Him everything you are, everything you have, every moment of your life. And one of the ways we do that is by practically giving back to God. I learned a long time ago that some people in our congregation have the gift of giving. Uh, when we knew that we had to repair the roof, you know, I just put out the word to some people that I felt had the gift of giving, and they immediately responded. You know, they didn't feel put on. They were like, oh, man, I get to help with that. And then, as you know, we've asked everybody in the church to be part of that because you may not have the gift of giving, but all of us are called to give, right? You may not have, you might have the gift of leadership, but all of us lead at one time or another, right? Right? We all, there are, we, you may not have the gift of service, but all of us as Christ followers serve. So those who have the gift, they step out and they lead the way, but all of us join in and follow along. And this is true also in the gift of giving. And so it's my prayer that as we move forward in faith with God, he'll teach us to love him back in the practical way of giving. And of course, the Bible says that we love God not only by giving to Him, giving to our church, giving to His work around the world, but giving to the poor, giving to those in need. God so loved the world that He gave. And we love Him back when we give to the things that are close to His heart. We love God through words. We love God through gifts. You know, we love God through touch, and that's probably the most challenging one on the list. As I worked through this over the last few months, I thought, how does that work? Well, one of the things that connects with me is that God has given me a body and a physical being with which I can love Him back and worship Him. And in Scripture, we see many Scriptures that talk about using our body in our, in our worship. Did, have you ever knelt when you prayed? Anybody? Why do you do that? Because it's a physical act of humility and surrender. It, my posture does something to my spirit. Uh, several times, many times, when I have felt particularly burdened about something, I have done what Scripture also describes repeatedly, and that's actually lay on my face on the floor to pray. Um, that is an incredible experience. It is like, God, I have, I, I have nothing else to say, nothing else to do. I am absolutely dependent on you. And so here I am on my face in your presence, pouring out my heart to you. It's powerful. Um, in worship today, when we sang that song about the Holy Spirit, thanks for teaching us that song and leading us in it. And, you know, I just naturally wanted to raise my hand. The, the, the scripture says, I call to you, Lord, every day. I spread out my hands to you. That's an interesting phrase. You know, sometimes when, I, when I'm caught up in worship, you know, it's exciting, and that's the second part. I praise you as long as I live, and I will lift up my hands. But the first part, I spread out my hands. Um, you know, I need you. I'm dependent. I receive from you, right? Would you just put your hands out like this in front of you? Hopefully that's not too threatening, okay? Are we all good with that? And just say, Lord, I need you. I, need, I receive 
from you today. And I love you back with my body. Amen. I went to a promise keepers gathering and the worship leader was a guy named Joseph Garlington, Bishop Garlington from Philadelphia. He challenged all the men there. He said, look at your hands and think about all the things you have done with your hands in the past seven days. All the, all the work you've done, all the play you've done, you know, all the recreation you've done, all the good you've done, and maybe some of the bad you've done. Look at your hands. And he said, now think about the fact that you get to use those to show God that you love him, to worship him, to love him back. That changed me. That touched me. I get to worship God through reaching back to him. Well, what else? We have touch. We have time. It took you time to come here today. Uh, if you pray and read your Bible, it takes time to do those things. I will extol the Lord when? Let's do that again. I will extol the Lord. His praise will be on my lips. Always be on my lips. So it takes time. One of the reasons that we don't pray more or read the Bible more is that we're busy. Is there anybody here who's busy? Anybody? Anybody got a full calendar? Anybody who's retired and still busy? Okay? Anybody Anybody going to school on summer break and still busy? All right? We're still busy. We feel... Somebody told me a long time ago, work expands to fill the time. Have you heard that? Work expands to fill the time. Uh, Play expands to fill the time. Computers expand to fill the time. Cell phones expand to fill the time. We just find things to do to keep us busy. And there is a place and a time in our lives when we have to say, God, I need time for you. I need to unplug. I need to settle down. I need to go to the still waters and the quiet green pastures and settle down and give you the next 20 minutes. This morning I came in early and there's a lot going on. Anybody knows there's a lot going on around here? Especially today and I'm like, I could do a lot of that. I started doing that and I thought, no. Um, Lately I've been making time Uh, to use my computer as a good thing to help me connect with God. So I go to sacredspace.ie. It's from Ireland. It's an online interactive prayer. And you click through each screen, and there's actually quiet music you can turn on while you do that. And it guides you through preparing your heart, reading Scripture, praying, and just sitting and thinking. I have a devotional book that often has, each day has prayers and scriptures, and then it has one sentence in all caps, space for reflection. And I can just blow right by that, right? Or I can sit and reflect on what God is saying to my life. So you can't love in a hurry. Remember that? You can't love other people in a hurry and you can't love God in a hurry. So I use my words and I give my gifts and I 
reach out to the Lord with my body and I worship Him as I kneel or humble myself before Him and I give Him the time that He deserves. And I want to challenge you this week. Uh, however much time you're giving God, would you just give Him a little more? Not as a burden, not as something you have to do, but something you get to do. And then finally, acts of service. Uh, we love God when we serve others. Um, I was thinking about Matthew 25 and the uh, the sheep and the goats, right? And how those whom Jesus has put to his right and called the sheep, he says, enter into my kingdom. Uh, you have loved me. You have served me. And they say, when did we do that? You know, I wrote it out. I wanted to remember this just the way Jesus said it. Then the king will say to those on his right, Enter you are blessed by my father. Take what is coming to you in his kingdom. It's been ready for you since the world's foundations, and here's why. I was hungry and you fed me. I was thirsty and you gave me a drink. I was homeless and you gave me a room. I was shivering and you gave me clothes. I was sick and you stopped by to visit. I was in prison and you came to see me. Then those sheep are going to say, Master, what are you talking about? When did we ever see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you a drink? When did we ever see you sick or in prison and come to you? And the king will say, I'm telling the solemn truth. Whenever you did some of these things to someone overlooked and ignored, that was me. You did it to me. Today as we go to serve our city, we serve the Lord. Some of us are going to pack food down in this end of the building for the students at Davison Alternative School. I'd like you to think about those students that you're going to feed and then I'd like you to think about the Lord. You're doing it for Him. Uh, there's like 80 of us going over to the park. I, I think we're going to have to find more stuff for us to do, okay? But it's okay because I heard Tim's got it, right? You got stuff. You got stuff for all of us. We could all go over there, all right? And I was thinking, uh, has anybody here ever played on that park? Anyone? Uh, your kids, you know, friends. Um, wouldn't it be tragic to see it just fall into disuse and perhaps have it be taken down? Like I mentioned before, it hasn't been cleaned up or done too much in three years. And somebody needs to step up, right? Somebody. Charlie and I went to... Uh, Living Grace, a couple weeks ago, the church where many of us are going to serve and we're going to paint and do some landscaping. Pastor Dolores was there and we got talking to her about what we could do and how we could help. And you could just see her face, her countenance. She'd be like, oh. You know, I think at first she just thought a few people might come and do something small and then she... She kept getting more and more of 
our heart and what our congregation was willing to do. And um, we do it for that congregation. We do it for the lost. The lost and the least and the overlooked and the left out. We do it for them. We do it for him. And all the things we do in life, not just today. You know, somebody said to me a while back, you know, this is too easy. It kind of lets us all off the hook. We go do our one day and then we check the box and then, you know, we come back next year and do it again. And I'm like, no, 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 you don't get it. Oh, this is boot camp. We do this today to get a taste of it, to get our hands dirty for God, to find some people, to build some partnerships. But this lives on. Family promise. Three, four times a year, right? Four times a year. They're coming up again in uh, the first week of July. Um, My brother's keeper. We've had a relationship with them for years, and we're going to continue that relationship with them. This is... This is just a moment in time that marks a much bigger ongoing commitment of service to God and His church. So let's love God. Let's love Him back. With our words, with our gifts, with our touch, with our time, with acts of service. Will you stand and let's close in prayer. Thank you, Lord, for being with us here today. Now we pray that as we go, you will go with us. For those who go to be part of Serve Our City, we ask for your protection, your presence. May we work together in harmony. May the way we serve be a witness to your grace. And may those we serve feel the touch of your love. And may we do it an audience of one for you in your name we pray amen Amen. now you can have a seat and we'll do a little bit of logistics okay Um, the team that you have signed up for as a leader hopefully the leader's already been in touch with you by email or phone if somehow you missed that connection you can catch up with them in just a moment as we dismiss. So um, I'm going to go through each project and they'll have the leader stand and uh, Ron Thatcher is going to take the group to My Brother's Keeper. Is Ron here? He may have already gone to My Brother's Keeper to get ready for us, okay? So uh, does everyone know where My Brother's Keeper is who needs to go to My Brother's Keeper? If you don't, come and see me, okay? Then Abernathy Park. Tim and Sam, I saw Sam, there's Ron, wave at us Ron, Ron's here to do uh, my brother's keeper, Sam's over here. So if you're going to Abernathy Park, meet down in the front of the lobby in the lower level, that's probably the biggest space where you get the most people in, that work for you? How long do you need us before we get over there, about 20 minutes or what do you have in mind? How long? What? What are we doing? We're getting coffee on the way? Okay, family promise. Kaylee, where's Kaylee? There she is. Um, Can we meet over there in that corner with you? And uh, how long until we're going to be down there?
15 minutes to a half hour, somewhere in that period of time. Just meet us down there. Uh, the downtown Davison Prayer Walk. Ruth, and uh, where do we meet? By the flags? At the library, okay? And you can just go right over there from here, and you can take a few more people, can't you? Anybody who doesn't have anything else? On your schedule, go and pray for Davison. Anybody think Davison needs prayer? Amen. All right. All right. The Flint Prayer Walk. We're going to meet. I'm going to lead with that team. We're going to meet at the Farmer's Market, the new one with the dome roof. You know know what I'm talking about? Just say yes. (laughs) We're going to meet down there in about probably about a half hour from the time we leave here. It takes 20-some minutes to get there, okay? And we're going to meet in the parking lot right in front of the Farmer's Market. We're going to walk a loop through the university down by the river downtown and back. And uh, we're going to pray. It's going to be awesome. All right. Uh, Collins Field. We have two projects going on there. Uh, Lenny is doing the outside. And um, why don't you guys meet up here if anybody needs any direction or help with that. And then uh, Jeff is doing the inside. Jeff, wave at us. Jeff, stand and look at there. And you guys can meet up here too, okay? The inside and the outside, it'll be a beautiful thing. Um, the food packing project that's going to be down in this end of the church. Uh, Jamie, is Jamie here? She's probably over there getting that ready. Yeah, she's out there getting ready. So that's the one thing you could easily do. You could join. You don't have to even leave our building. We'll be meeting down in the uh, classroom end here in about 10 minutes, okay? So we can make your way there. And then Living Grace Church, Charlie. Um, how long will it take us to get there? 20 minutes? So 20 minutes, a half hour. And uh, just for all the teams, when you get there, just make sure that there's very uh, quick sense of team, who's going to do what, and pray together, and then launch into your project. And then uh, there's inside and outside at Living Grace, right? Oh... And there's lunch available at Abernathy Park. All right. Okay. We got it? Let's stand. And now may God go with us as we serve our city in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.